what's up, babies? Welcome back to the Draft Alps. This is Mount Draftmore. You know what it is. I'm Ben Jammin, and today I'm joined by the regulars. You know what it is. Our good old boy from St. Louis, beard growing nice and long, looking real good, brother. Dylan, how you doing? Oh, I trimmed it. It feels good. It looks, it looks good. And our other brother, the other regular, the cold bat, he be going up to swing and boom, boom, boom. Knocks them all out the park. Mr. Franchise, Matt himself. What's up, brother? What type of material are you using today, Matty? I'm using some of that uh, good old-fashioned maple. Nice. Not lead? No. <laughs> He's not using the lead bat. Today we are drafting the best cartoons from the 2000s, 2000 to 2009. Has to be the predominant run date. Them's the rules. We yep. need to determine this order. With a roll of a dice. Who's got it? Oh, man. Okay, I guess I'll roll. Let's go. Alrighty. Oh, my God. Come on, Bessie. Uh. Betray him, Bessie. 17. Son of a bitch. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Nine. Oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, let's see what Ben's got. Is Ben going to get it? Is he going to get it? 14. Nope. So wait, am I in second? Yep. Okay, and then Matt, you're in the wraparound? Oh. How many did you have? 17. No, no, no. How many did Matt have? Nine. Nine. Nine close. Close, close. It was a close one. Man. I got the second pick. I'm not mad about it. I'm not going to trip. Lots of great, great cartoons. Tons of great cartoons. There are... Tons of great cartoons. Y'all, this is going to be actually a really hard draft because there's there's lots of meaty cartoons there's lots of like kind of regular fodder that you would just watch if you had nothing better to do and then there's lots of fun but really short cartoons from adult swim that it's like does this go in a draft what which round does this go in because it provided you know a lot of entertainment entertainment but sometimes those episodes for those cartoons were like 11 minutes long right so does a shorter cartoon i don't know like it's just, it's going to be hard, I think, with some of these. And you're in the unfortunate position of drafting first. I mean, I know what I'm going to draft first. What are you going to draft? I'm going to draft Avatar The Last Airbender first. Um, I think it has to go first. I would argue this is the McDonald's pick for 2000s cartoon, cartoons. Um, this, this, car, this, this goes beyond being a cartoon. A car, like, being a cartoon is just the medium of the art form that was done to produce this and i think you know very wise choice it being a cartoon when people not that i'm against a live action derivation of this i'm not but i i say to myself why when the cartoon version works so well to um kind of broadcast what they're trying to say right and so first of all i think the animation is very good especially after the second uh, after the first season and and they get more funding um, the characters and the character arcs are very good. Like these are characters that grow throughout the show, right? So Ang, Katara, um, Uncle Iroh, right? Um, and then the people that you hate, but then learn to love, right? Like Prince Prince Zuko, um, and of course the people that you hate, but also want to see on the screen. Like Zuko's sister, right? I forget her name, actually. It's escaping me. 
Oh, Azula. Azula. Oh man. And then right the the crescendos of the show. I think one of the most subtle crescendos of the show actually is the episode with Uncle Iroh um uh at um I don't even think it's a full episode actually is it where he's he's walking through Bossing Say reminiscing about his son losing his son um Ben Matt can you can you do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the episode's called Tales of Bossing Say. Yeah, it's a it's it, like vignettes. through like four different, yeah. You know, it's one of the best episodes. Um and that part especially, that episode is uh, because after that, um the guy who played Iroh died, didn't he? After that season, that was season 3, I want to say, or 4. I can't remember. He was already pretty sick, but the episode's dedicated to him. Yeah. Sad. Anyway, yeah. but then other crescendos, right? Like the fight between Katara and Azula. Mm-hmm. Man, seeing Katara grow in her skills, right? Um, oh my god, I it just I, the the show is so amazing. It's so it's 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 so good. I don't think there's another show that from that era that can really reach it in in the cartoon format. But you know, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. No, it's pretty incredible. I mean, the the themes of you know, Aang, and like uh, some of the most powerful stuff is like when he tries to find the other air temple, and like there's there's nobody there. Dude, genocide! Like, just they really <laughs> they really hit you with some pretty darn like impactful themes of like this little boy who's like has has to save the world basically, and he's he just woke up and he realized that his whole world's completely changed. Like that's it's pretty powerful. What other children's cartoon is dealing with an issue like genocide? Yeah. Not too many. <laughs> no. And then I'd also say that weaving in kind of um, Eastern cultural motifs as well, I think is done very respectfully um, in in a pretty unique manner as well. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's disrespectful at all or, you know, stereotyping at all. I think it's just very well done. It's just an incredible cartoon. That's for sure. Yeah. Good pick, dude. You want to say anything, Ben? I know. I mean, Ben has tattoos. Um, so, I mean, I know you love the show. We all love the show. It's great. We'll do an Avatar-specific draft, and I'll go off. I think you I think you both kind of said enough. Okay. I mean, for the sake of time, I'll right. just, I could just ramble. I'll Fair save enough. it for the Avatar-specific episode. If I had picked him, if I had had that first pick, I wasted the good... The good role on yep. the burger draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Ben, it's off to you. Off to me. And I actually think it's a pretty easy second pick. Because I'm thinking of shows that were really kind of trying to change change the perspective of the medium. Avatar did a good job with that. But so did the boondocks. Mm-hmm. Great adult swim show. Uh, focuses on two brothers, Riley and Huey, Fre- Riley and Huey Freeman, um, and they move to a Chicago suburb. They got a lot of experience in the hood, so it's just a shift, one culture to the other, and it's very like it's such a such an extreme show, but it's so great at the same time. Man, 
Have y'all ever watched Boondocks? Oh, I watched hell, a little bit of it. Hell yeah. yeah. I can't quote anything from it, but man, fantastic show. Deep, but also hilarious. Yeah. Granddad. It's got lots of famous people associated with it. Like Regina King, John Witherspoon are both like the main characters. They play the main characters. Anthony Williams, Cedric Yarborough. There's one episode where a restaurant opens in in their town, like in their like in their suburb or near their suburb, and it's called Idis. People go there and eat, and then they fall asleep. And this place is like also a problem because everyone's like addicted to it, and they just want to go and get the Idis. <laughs> Bodies are getting dumped in the street. It's like a problem. It's like a drug addiction. Oh my god. Um, I okay. There are some good quotes from Huey in uh, Boondocks. May I read one or two? Yeah. Excuse me, everyone. I have a brief announcement to make. I'm imagining this is like a dinner or something. Jesus was black, Ronald Reagan was the devil, and the government is lying about 9-11. Thank you for your time and good night. He says that in the very first episode, which is (laughs) at like, yeah, it's kind of like a... It's not really a dinner party. It's like some fancy outdoor rich, there you go. like bougie event. Because he's standing up on a balcony and he like says it to everyone. Their grandpa is like wealthy, right? Um, well, their grandpa, the way they're in this episode, the way it's connected, it the grandpa is not wealthy. He just lives in the suburb. Gotcha. Right? He's trying to keep these kids out of trouble. Huey is like this philosophical, very like black power, black rights, mm-hmm. pro Malcolm X, like very into like Malcolm X character mm-hmm. and Riley's kind of just like uh little I want to be a rapper like what's up I want a gangbang <laughs> blah blah so he's like friends with this like rich white kid who also wants to be a rapper but he's like a grown ass adult so I guess I shouldn't call him a kid <laughs> but Riley's just hanging out with this grown white guy and then that white guy's grandpa is like, or uncle is like rich or some shit and that's whose party they're at nice dude Dude, this show's fucking crazy. Like, throwing a chair. They have a whole episode about throwing a fucking chair. You throw a chair and shit's about to, like, pop off. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Then they also, then there's also, dude, there's, like, rapper beefs. One of the rappers, it comes out in the story that he's, like, gay, which is just, like, a big, obviously big taboo in the culture. And they tackle that. So, I don't know. It's... They tackle real shit, but mm-hmm. it's also hilarious. Definitely an adult cartoon. Yes, definitely adult cartoon. One more interaction between Riley, Granddad, and Huey. Gangstalicious got shot. Dude, Gangstalicious. <laughs> Gangstalicious. I, I, that's a rapper from what I remember, right? Yeah. Granddad. There's Again? two of them. Riley, we got to do something. Huey, I've got an idea. Why don't we go to college so we don't end up like Gangstalicious? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. God, there's one other rapper who's in that show. I can't remember anyone else. Oh, Uncle Ruckus. Uncle Ruckus is so funny. Oh. Oh, no. I'm not going to read this quote. Okay. Man, yeah, you can't exactly quote everything from this show. (laughs) You just got to watch it, y'all. Okay. Matt, you can take it away. Alrighty. Uh with mine, I'm gonna go with uh the OG Teen Titans. Yes. Such a damn good like kids superhero show. 
they actually dealt with a lot of stuff in their own right. Like, I mean, the Teen Titans, by definition, are like young adult superheroes who are trying to figure out themselves in a time where they're like, you know, being a teenager is an awkward time. Yeah. So you have Robin who's thrust the leadership role and he's got to figure out his own stuff while also being a young adult trying to figure out relationships with his friends, including Cyborg, Beast Boy, Starfire, Raven. And then also mix in that there are like adult supervillains that they're supposed to combat on a regular basis. And like the storylines specifically with like Slade, Deathstroke, like that relationship between Robin and Deathstroke that's happening continuously throughout the series is like really fascinating because it's 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 like a kind of like a weird like Deathstroke is trying to like in a way like blackmail him but also like groom him to be like an understudy and yeah. it, it's like this weird dynamics but overall this like the comedy the like the actual dynamic between all the Teen Titans and then like just how they do this and make it fun and humorous but also like deep and emotional and action packed at the same time it's a fantastic cartoon. Can I just say, where's the adult supervision? That, where's Where's Batman in all this? Isn't that fort like situation they have every middle schooler's dream? Because oh, when yeah. I was in middle school, I was like, oh my god, I want to live in the tower. I want to live in the tower with my friends. It's and, a sh- giant T. And oh my god, like the gender that you're attracted to is there too. Yeah. Whoa, dude. It's yeah. It it was a cool cartoon that. I don't know. It kind of really like fit the Teen Titans pretty well. Yeah. Showed them hanging out. Yeah. The dynamics of their friendship changing, evolving. Dude, I love the interaction between Cyborg and Beast Boy were yes. always hilarious. Those two like needed a show of their own, mm-hmm. just getting into hilarious adventures. Yes. But what was great too is sometimes they didn't get along. No. Right. Sometimes they're at each other's throats. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then we were talking earlier before we hit record about Tara, the mm-hmm. episode with Tara. Middle school me had a crush on Tara. I very much so in middle school had a crush on Tara. I remember that vividly. It's like, oh my God, she's so cool. Wait, wait, no. Spoiler alert. She's no. a cartoon. <laughs> well, yeah, she's a cartoon. But um, that's the obvious one. But the second thing is, whoa, she betrays them? Oh, then she dies. But wait, she saves everyone before she dies, so she redeems herself? It was a roller coaster Dude, of an the, episode. The, some of the villains in that show were so good, like Hive. The Hive storyline was amazing. They did that so well. Yeah, all of them had their own bad guy. Yeah. Yes. And for Starfire, I think it was her sister. Yeah. Yeah. Blackfire. Blackfire, yeah. yeah. Very creative name. Yes. I'm so just, wow. Yeah. Astounding. What's the, okay, so first episode that comes to mind, Teen Titans Go. That first, uh, like whatever the first one was where they introduced Slade. Okay. Man. Slade is such a creep. Fucking massive creep. Like, what? How are you gonna make children your mortal, like your mortal enemies? Oh, him and Rob, like his obsession over Robin in particular. It's a little unhealthy, yeah. bro. Um, again, that Tara episode that always stayed with me because her character arc and that. I think maybe it was a two episode, from what I remember, it was insane. You know, like I, I thought that was crazy. Ooh, there was a good one where, what is it? I think Slade did this, where like somehow he created a like a formula or something like that that put like bombs inside the bloodstream of all the titans and if robin didn't didn't go along with it he's gonna be like i'm gonna kill all your friends he had to be like a mini slave yeah oh my god that's what i remember remember a lot 
I remember that shit. It was like a bloodborne like bomb or something like that. Yeah. It would like shock them. They'd be like, ah, Robin. Ah. They're like, why is he evil now? And yeah. he's like, I gotta take one for the team. Sorry, guys. Slade tried to kill some kids. I'm Slade Jr. What about you, Ben? Cyborg car. That was pretty sweet. The episode where <laughs> Cyborg builds a car. Yes. That's the first one that comes to mind. Then it gets totally wrecked, and I'm just like, damn, dude. All because of a bad chip. Mm -hmm. Dude, the Raven-centric episodes are pretty cool, too, because she's trying to deal with something like really dark inside of her. She's not just an emo kid, right? No. Like, she's dealing with depression, anger, anxiety, possibly from past trauma that is, you know, part of her superpowers. Dude, there are some girls who cosplay as Raven, and I'll say, damn. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah. Yes. We we don't need to say more. It <laughs> And just like that. <laughs> and just like that. That's going to be in the round. Oh, we didn't tell you our ads, but it's ad time. Today we're sponsored by good old Max Webb and the Murdoch Law Firm, y'all. You know what it is. Mount draft more. Do you want to have fun with your friends? Yeah. Do you want to be just like your favorite web slinger? <gasps> just like Spider-Man? Yeah. Grab a can of Maxweb. What's Maxweb? Maxweb. With Maxweb, you can be just like Spider-Man. Wow. Get yourself Maxweb today at your local toy store. Now I'm like Spider-Man. Maxweb. Max Not intended for traversing between buildings or at high altitudes. Mount Draft More. Round two. Round two. All right, with my next pick, I'm going to go with... Oh, man. Rocket Power. Oh! Had to be done. Rocket Power is such a baller show. I mean, well, actually, I'll, let me ask. Can I get away with this? Because technically it came out in 1999. Yeah, I mean, it spent most of its time in the 2000s. Yeah, 1999 to 2004. Yeah. 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 So, obviously, Rocket Power is just about... Young kids doing extreme sports. Like, that's basically the crux of the show. I mean, we talked about it off air, but Reggie, Otto, Raimundo, Tito, like the whole themes of this family, specifically the kids kind of going through and just being like kids, you know, like they love skateboarding, they love doing surfing, BMX. They just live a cool life on, at the coast. Like, doesn't Raimundo have like a restaurant that Tito cooks in? Like, they're just living life large. Shore shack. Yeah, the shore shack. Literally a shack on the shore. On the yeah. boardwalk. But then they also get into, like, interesting themes about, like, again, like, coming of age and having, like, a family that's not necessarily fully connected at times and their dad and their uncle Tito going through things at different times by not being at home. And yeah. it, it's it's just a damn good show. And like Tito's, like, Power. the surrogate parent since mom has... I, I, guess, I don't know if we really know what happened. I mean, it shows she was a police officer. And that she's not there, so I guess we can assume that she died for some reason. Yeah, and and so single, single parent family, right? Single dad, but Tito is like the surrogate 
kind of second parent. Yeah, it, it's kind of like they have like Raimundo and Tito have their own u- unique dynamic in themselves because yeah, Raimundo and they have episodes like this where he's like dealing with loss and like he's in an emotional state. And same thing with Tito. Tito like moving away from his home and being part of this new family more or less. Like uh, oh yeah, there's a lot of like really emotional themes in there along with the kids dealing with bullies and getting into extreme sports competitions and doing cool stuff. Like it's a, it's a good blend of like kids doing cool stuff, but also some deep themes. Well, and this is one of the first shows where I, I felt like there wasn't a token character, you know, like it was multiracial in an authentic way. Um, you know, not, not to say that like something like Hey Arnold, like, um, was, was tokenized. Right. But like, I don't know. It's it's like when you have one black kid and everyone else is white, it's like you're one black kid and everyone else is white, whereas there's multiple identities represented here and they're not all just one identity. It's very complex and not necessarily like said it's it's left in the subtext, right, of the show. It's not it's it's very subtle as well. So it's kind of a cool show in that in that regard. It's ahead of its time a little bit. Yeah, it's a good show. Also, yeah. they're kind of punk. They are pretty punk. They're they're, they're cool. They're cool. They're surfer kids. Yeah, like they they're so fucking cool. In the movie, when they go to Australia, and he does like the downhill like wheeled skateboard, mm-hmm. you know, or I guess all yeah. skateboards have wheels. Got him a fucking retard. The like off road skateboard, the chunky skateboard. Yeah, that you're yeah. like that you're strapped longboard. Yeah, I was just like, dude, that's crazy. But yeah, that movie was sick. When they had the cool handshake, the woogly 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 woogly. Yeah, and again, another thing we talked about before we hit record. Sorry, y'all, but like, why the fuck don't we have a handshake? I don't. <laughs> we should have a handshake. But they started a zine in there, and I always thought that was cool. And then eventually, I got a zine in college because because they did it in Rocket Power, and I was like, I want a fucking zine. Like, it's yeah. so cool. The zine is pretty cool. They're cool and. I grew up in the Midwest. Y'all grew up on the West Coast. So maybe that California didn't seem so far away from you. But like there ain't life like that. It wasn't like that in the Midwest. It seemed very foreign to me. But also what they were dealing with was alluring and also very familiar too. you know. So it was it was good. Yeah, it was a very good show. Damn good show. Yeah. I'm going to. This is about to be a mic drop. Oh, damn. I didn't even think about shows that crossed over decades. And that led me to to do a little research while Matt was sharing about Rocket Power. And so this is not a show that crosses over decades. It leads into another show that does. But I want to talk about a show that was before its time and is now like a part of the culture. I'm interested but, in what you're going to... Dude, I, I can't believe I didn't think of this. You're going to say Family my brother's, Guy? My brother's going to be so disappointed. Fuck no. Naruto. Mm. Oh! The original Naruto series yeah, okay. from 2002 to 2007. Can you tell me what it's about? Because I've never watched it. Oh, my God. Just okay, like... so obviously, like, this is an anime, but cartoon, 2000s, whatever. It's animated. Yeah. Right? So Naruto is essentially... He's an orphan, right? Living in the Hidden Leaf Village in this timeline that would be like the equivalent to like ninja. I mean, they're all ninjas. Yeah. Right. They're all villages of ninjas. 
And so he's an outcast and he's got these marks on him and everyone in the town like hates him. He's just like a little tiny kid. I think when the show picks up, he's like 10 years old, but he has flashbacks to when he's really young and people just fucking hate him and all the other kids hate him and treat him like shit. But he, he wants to become like, uh, he wants to become Hokage, which is like the leader of the village. And so there's like a lot of like psychological trauma that is like kind of written into this show. Like this kid is like super oppressed by the community and he wants to be in charge, but not in like a malicious way. Like he has like pure good intentions. Like he wants to, to protect them. So in order to do that, he has to become a shinobi. And so then he becomes one and he's put in this group of three or he's in a group of three with this character who he starts to identify as like his brother, but also like his rival Sasuke. And then like this girl who he thinks he has like interest in, but there's also like deeper feelings with the uh, in Sakura. And then that he has like this other father figure who like leads them Kakashi. And so like they go off on missions and like, it's obviously like high stakes cause like they could die doing what they're doing. Um, and the show just really builds through that and it starts like Naruto, you start to learn that he has like this power inside of him. Like these markings on him are because something powerful is sealed inside of him. And then like, dude, it's just the show is so fucking good. Like I I couldn't just like encapsulate it in a description. It's like Avatar, but because it's an anime, it's drawn out. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's how animes work, especially one of the level of Naruto, like it has, mm-hmm. it's coming from a really big uh, production studio. So mm-hmm. yeah, do check it out. Is like it- in Naruto, like you see like this big part of this arc is like between Sasuke and Naruto and Naruto ascends to like this level of power that Sasuke can't like really understand. Like he doesn't understand how this happened. Like he's kind of a prodigy who also has like a lot of trauma in his past and he's like jealous of Naruto. So then he takes this like dark path to try and gain more power and it leads to like shit that feeds over into like the next series because this series ends and then there's like a time skip and then they do another Naruto show, which shit really hits the fan. Like that's like Naruto's like great, but Naruto Shippuden is like, holy shit, this is crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, wow, I can't believe that. Like second pick. There you Ooh, go. That's awesome. That's not eggs on a cheeseburger right there. <laughs> That. But 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 talking about like cultural significance, kids now know Naruto. Yes, they do. Kids now love Naruto. It's, a, it's big now. It is really big. It's huge. And part of that I think is because our generation, like we really gravitate. Like Naruto was one of the first like big animes that came out yeah. where you weren't like hated on for liking it. And we really like and because Naruto Shippuden ran until 2017. So, like, you grow up with that, and then you introduce your kids to that. Now those kids are now in high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so big part of the culture. I mean, shit, I was just at the World Championships, and Noah Lyles, our uh, U.S. representative, 200-meter champion, right at the end, he's doing anime poses after he gets his gold medal. Like, Anime is huge now. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Naruto. Cool. Damn. Is it in one of the animes, which is like, this would be pretty typical of anime, but not all anime, where they over-explain things? I don't think so. Kind of like Demon Slayer. I loved the animation in Demon Slayer, and at first I was sold on the story, but then it kind of got a little over-explainy with some of the inner monologue and plot and things, and hmm. so I stopped uh. watching Demon Slayer. Mm. 
Damn, that's a shame that you stopped watching it. It's so good. I should keep watching Demon Slayer. My brother lent me all of the all of the manga. Oh, really? Dude, it was so Yeah, cuz it's done. You think the manga is better than the anime? Well, yeah, cuz it's done. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Fair. the show is the animation is there's no show. If we are doing a draft of like best animated shows. Dude, the animation That show is the is, first episode when he's running through the snow is unreal. It's so crazy. It's well, like, and that's what drew fun. it to me. I got Corey watching that shit. For real? Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. But no, that's just a part of anime. Lots of exposition and a lot of like mental exposition. <sighs> yeah. I just, I think like sometimes when I hear that inner monologue, I'm just like, God, I, I like, I don't need this. I can kind of tell what's happening. You know what I mean? And I, maybe that's like the bridge between manga and watching like an anime is in the anime, they have to actually articulate and say everything out loud. So it seems like it's taking a lot of time. But think about yourself and how quickly you process. Mm-hmm. Like you have all of those thoughts, but the amount of time that it takes you to just have all of that in your head, mm-hmm. like you can run so much information to yourself. So like when you're reading it in a manga, it it's different, right? Because you see it in a thought bubble. Yeah. So you see it, it's just like, oh, this is a very quick reaction to like, oh shit. Like you might say something, we could be on this podcast and you could say something inflammatory and I'm just like, oh shit. But all of that happens. <laughs> and then lots of other thoughts are happening after that. But to actually say it all, because yeah. think about those Dragon Ball Z episodes where mm. it's like, oh, five minutes, Planet Namek's going to explode. Five episodes later, yeah. two and a half hours later. Last time on Dragon Ball Z. 30 <laughs> seconds to go. Oh, shit. Yeah. Anyways, Naruto, second pick. Dylan. Fantastic pick. Um, certainly a value pick in the second round. Um, God, I'm going to take Samurai Jack. Holy shit. Man, I first of all, this is by... Uh, animation and storyboarding um, by Gendy Tarko- Tartofsky. Um, God, I hope I got his last name right. Tartofsky, I think. Um, uh, he is just a legendary animator. Talk about animation. Samurai Jack and pretty much any other uh, Gendy Tartofsky um, cartoon has to be in there. Primal. I think it's called Primal. Have you guys watched that? It's his most recent. I have not. It's fucking crazy. Dude, it's 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 a bloody affair. I think it's on HBO Max. All of his stuff, I think, is on HBO Max. Um, he also did some stuff with Dexter's Lab. There are two different sets of animators for that show, like an early animator and then Gendy Tartofsky. Um, and he did uh, a star, like the original Star Wars Clone Wars, the animated shorts that would like if you add them all up, it's like an hour and a half. Um, Those ones are so good. They're very good. Um, uh, Samurai Jack is awesome, right? A samurai sent through time fights to return home and save the world, right? From Aku. Aku being played by no other than the legendary Mako himself, right? Who also played Uncle Iroh in Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, rest in peace, Mako. My God. Um... Yeah, this show was so good. They brought it back for one more season in 2017. <laughs> but um, yeah, because they kind of leave you on a cliffhanger of what what's going to happen. 
uh, when it ends in in the 2000s run. Um, so Jack is really cool because he is sent around the world to travel to train in every single art form, like martial art, boxing, um, kick kickboxing, judo, golf. Um, you know, and of course, um, is the form where you wield a katana is that aikido? Am I getting that right? Can y'all correct? Is that correct? Uh, don't know. Uh, someone fact check me on that. Um, but he wields a katana as his main weapon, and this katana has the special ability to defeat Aku. Um, now, when Jack goes to fight Aku, Aku gets scared and throws Jack into the future, into a world where Aku rules the future. And the future is twisted. It's gnarly, right? It's like Blade Runner. The world is just these awful, urban, polluted messes. Um, and all the bad guys are robots, perhaps to get around like the whole gore thing, right? Um, because Jack, make no mistake, he slices them up. Right. And a lot Hell of yeah. a lot of the episodes, one of the episodes in particular is kind of like a lot of them are kind of Western influenced, mm-hmm. I want to say, with the duels. One of them, I feel like there's an assassin that's sent after him and uh, that's like a gunslinger and they have a duel. There's another episode I remember of these like elephant creatures in the forests because there's aliens in the show, too, because it's far in the future. And um, Jack has to help them. And they're super intelligent, like mammal beans it's just really cool you encounter all sorts of creatures jack visits um all sorts of scapes urban and and ecological scapes um in aku's horrific twisted future to try to beat him it's a really great show you know uh what you can tell that used samurai jack as an inspiration was the um the recent star wars animated shows that came out yeah, like you can absolutely visions. Yeah, you can absolutely see the influence of Samurai Jack on that because like half of the episodes deal with things that I'm pretty sure happened in Samurai Jack. Yeah, <laughs> just with lightsabers. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And he's a man of few words too. That's what's kind of cool. And he's not done growing. He's still growing. Like in the show, he's not a perfect warrior by any means. There's yeah. one episode where he learns how to jump. Um. Like, and I mean really jump, really high, um, for instance. And he he picks up other skills along the way. Helps some dogs, dog scientists get to space. Yeah. So weird. So weird. Do you guys watch that show? I have seen it. I haven't watched a ton of it, but I've seen it. It's good. It's very nice. Very nice. Good first half, gents. Halftime, halftime, halftime. What network did you watch the most for Mm. cartoons? Or how did you get your cartoons? I was a big Cartoon Network guy. Love me some Cartoon Network. Because Cartoon Network also showed... um, God... What was the the name of like kind of some of the throwback cartoons that would come through, like the um, Boomerang? Boomerang, shows. Boomerang was shown on Cartoon Network. Same thing with Adult Swim. 
So like Cartoon Network was like the hub. It had everything. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Nickelodeon had hotter cartoons for a minute, but then once Nickelodeon got SpongeBob, like they just like fell back on SpongeBob. They did. They're like, we don't need to try anymore. Yeah. And that's about when I stopped watching Nickelodeon too. Because right. I I did watch SpongeBob at first, but I I quickly kind of grew a little bit tired of it. I, I hope that's not blasphemous to say. Cartoon Network is literally the network of cartoons. They yeah. had all the IP. It had they something had for everybody. Old and new. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I love me those old times. Uh, what is it? Um, Turner. Was was it Turner? Cla- uh, like classic? Turner classic movies? or Like the Turner cartoons. Who was the... Uh, I'm having a hard time. Whoever like Cartoon Network had rights to with those old cartoons. Yeah, those were like boomerang stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like you in one day like on Huckleberry Cartoon Berry Hound and yeah. Yogi all Bear. Those. In yeah. one day you could watch on Cartoon Network, you could watch the OG Scooby Doo from like the seventies. You could watch say Samurai Jack and you could watch Ed, Ed and Eddie all in the same day. And then and then if you could stay up late, which I did, um, I was very sleep deprived because I would watch Adult Swim. Yeah. Yeah, after a certain point it would switch. Yep. And it then was the goat. After Adult Swim, they had like weird anime on that, you know, was even more niche. Like, um, I think it was like dot hack sign or something like that, where I was oftentimes too tired to really understand what the fuck was going on. Um, this is like at like 2 a.m. But yeah, Cartoon Network really did have everything. It was legit. They didn't disappoint. Nope. No. No. Shit, they had Toonami. Toonami would show all of the anime type shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, and Toonami was cool because what was the little robot's name? Oh, what was the Toonami robot's he name? He like I'll evolved. Check. There was a whole. He did. He he went through a bunch of changes. There was a whole thing there. While you're doing that, I have another question too. What's one live action show do you think that would make a good cartoon? Oh, man. John Wick. Uh, John Wick, maybe? His name was Tom. Tom. The Toonami Operations Module. Played by no other than the voice actor who is really famous in anime who plays Spike Spiegel in Cowboy Bebop. I forget his name, though. That's really funny. Yeah. Played by this really famous guy who I don't know his name. He's in everything. Steve Bloom? No. Steve you Blum. know who Steve Blum. would make, though, like a good, what would make a good, a live action show that would be a good cartoon mm. is Power Rangers. Power Rangers as oh, a cartoon yeah. would be so good. It'd yeah. be way better. It'd be so much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck are they doing there? They're not taking advantage. Like a of... Dragon Ball Z-style Power Rangers Oh my would God. be amazing. Yes. Let's go. But it, they got to be careful because it can't turn into, like, Thundercats. No. Or not Thundercats, uh, Voltron. No. Because that's what it would... That's It'd be so close. You're right. They'd have so to do it the right way. By the damn, way, be good. I caught some clips from the first episode of, of Power Rangers. And let me tell you, I used to think Zordon was this crazy, mysterious being, you know, it's just kind of creepy. Guy. <laughs> it's just some weird, it's just some dude's face. The it, bald dude in <laughs> hologram. Yeah. It, 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 y'all look it up on YouTube. <laughs> Rangers. Rangers. You have to go now. The putty people are back. Those fucking putty people, man. Yeah. They always came back every single time. Oh, yeah. Power Rangers does not <laughs> age well. Although I, I, someone told me the other day they just did a rewatch of Power Rangers. 
Um, I ask why, but you know, hey, you know what? If you're into it, you're into it. That's fine. Two things that would make Power Rangers amazing: a, a really good animated series; b, if they did like a live action, but they did it like, like a gritty, like DC style. Oh, not like with the one that came out when we were kids. You remember no, that? You want? We want like some. Like, yeah, Power Rangers were getting their hands dirty. Dude, that movie didn't age well either. <laughs> no Power Ranger movie has ever been done well. No. Goo! I just remember the main villain. The, oh, the purple guy. Dude, he was like, it destroyed all the Megazords and got some weak-ass ones. Yeah. Half that and movie And then they turned whack. Tommy from the Green Ranger into the White Ranger. Was that was in the... That didn't happen in the... Did that happen in the movie? That happened in that the movie. Yeah. I thought it happened in the show. No, that happened in the show, dude. Wasn't really? he evil for a yeah. little bit? He was That's e when he was the Green Ranger. He was evil as a Green Ranger? He was yeah. possessed for a while. Well, yeah. dude, and that Green Ranger, I've I've talked about on the show before. Green Ranger with the flute dagger <laughs> and the fucking Godzilla thing. Way cooler than well, White Ranger. Well, we've talked about this before, but man, he him in the gold shoulder pads. God, he was so cool. So cool. And then he gave him to Tommy for a little bit. Tommy didn't deserve that shit. No, he didn't. Or no, not Tommy. Jason. Yeah, Jason didn't Jason. deserve that yeah. shit. Red but, Ranger, not as cool as Green Ranger. White Ranger, probably just as cool as Red Ranger. I don't know, dude. There's some weird shit going on with the White Ranger. Why does the White Ranger have to be the leader? Well, he had the That's saber true. Like, the dragon was Why do we have to make him white? Like, why, why couldn't we keep him green? Just, like, change the green. Yeah. Green is an inherent is not an inherently gr like evil color. Well, and why does can I just ask why does the Asian character uh, have to be yellow ranger, and why does the the black character have to be the brown or black ranger? I don't know, dude. All the colors kind of like the <laughs> those ones are racist, and then the pink is just the for, girly for girl, really, yeah. yeah, and the blue is just the nerd. Seems pretty. They like, never had a spot purple on. ranger, dude. That the guy who played Billy, though. You know I why? Think his name was whenever, Billy. Whenever there was purple shit, everyone was like, "Gay." <laughs> think of the purple Teletubby. <laughs> everyone was like, "That's the gay one." Oh my god, that's funny because purple has historically been known it's a, as like it's the, a royal color, the regal yeah. color. Yeah, but Billy, that that actor who played Billy, dude. He stuck around for multiple seasons, multiple different derivations of Power Rangers. That guy was like milking the money cow. Oh, man. What in the fuck, dude? My mind just got blown. Whoa. Sorry. Tell I'm, us. I'm going back to <laughs> what the fuck? Power Rangers. Tommy was the Green Ranger. Then he was the White Ranger. Then he was the Zeo Ranger V Red. Then he was the Red Turbo Ranger. And then he was the Black Dino Ranger. This motherfucker has come on the show so many times. I didn't realize he kept making comebacks. I knew he did a press tour for up um, the movie. I think that was a few years ago. I feel like he was somehow involved with that or something. Anytime you say Power Rangers, that guy appears. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize he oh, kept he coming did, back. He did make a cameo in that movie. That's right. Well, yeah, he was on a press tour. Well, and wasn't there a season of Power Rangers where they brought all the various like rangers in as like on an episode it was like it was like a multiverse of power rangers dude there's a gif of it yeah it it's it looks exactly like a shitty version of in, in uh end game yeah <laughs> they all just like show up and we're like we got to help each other out it's every single power ranger suit like Probably all not. the red rangers show up or all something of them. like that yeah 
Unfortunately, the person who played the Yellow Ranger is no longer with us. Rest in peace. Um, she died in a car crash. Well, that's unfortunate. Wait, who died? The person who played the Yellow Ranger in the first Power Rangers. Oh, damn, that's a bummer. Yeah. But overall point is, I think if done right, Power Rangers would make a great cartoon. Any other live action stuff that would make a car- good cartoon? Ben, what do you think? I'm sorry, dude. I am stuck on Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm, I'm like reading when he becomes the White Ranger. Oh, my God. Be, but, okay, he does become the White Ranger before the movie. Oh, I thought it was in the movie. He He's the White Ranger. Ranger. He's already the White Ranger oh. in the movie. And then there's a whole arc, the return of the Green Ranger, where Tommy has a fucking clone. Oh, that's the evil clone. That's the evil clone. Right? And, yeah. Yes, that's his evil clone. Dude, I, I still think that Godzilla Megazord was the coolest one. That was the coolest one. Underutilized the Brontosaurus Megazord that could carry them like a chariot. Or was that a turtle? That was a giant turtle. Also the Triceratops. I mean, gotta give oh, some yeah. love to the Triceratops. Oh, yeah, definitely. The T-Rex got the most play. Same thing with the Pterodactyl, but the Triceratops definitely was an undervalued member of that Zord. Yo, the montage... I feel like the montage of the Zord coming together holds up. I bet it does. I think it holds also, up. Also, just that music. Like, just shredding on the guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. So good. So Such good. Such a great show. So good. Yeah, that go, would make Go, a, Power Rangers. I think, I think that might be the best one. God, that would be a really great show. Right? You wouldn't want a Breaking Bad cartoon? I never watched Breaking Bad. I mean, I was joking, but like... Oh, no. Okay. I want Game of Thrones as a cartoon. Oh, that would be good. Oh, my God. Yes. But, like, with really good animation. Yes. Yes. I want some, like... I want some Demon Slayer type animation. Oh, Give me yeah. some really good, like, texturally mm-hmm. innovative type animation. That would be awesome. Man, that would be so sick. That HBO, would be sick. you heard it. Make it happen. Wow. Sponsor us. We can just give you do, ideas. They can't do that shit till George R. R. Martin is is fucking done. Yep. I'm so pissed that they're doing a new show. Oh, the prequel? Why? Because this motherfucker hasn't finished the first shit. I mean, yeah, but finish the first shit. I don't I, have you read the books? Finish the first shit, yes. I like I've given up. Finish the first shit. I've given up waiting for Winds of Winter. He's a little bitch. Forget about <laughs> Dream of Spring. It's not happening. Uh, I I don't know why he won't finish it, but, you know. Because he's a coward. He seems to have some sort of writer's block. Or I hope he hears this. <laughs> You're listening, George R. Isn't R. he Martin. British? Yeah. No. No, he's not. No, he's not. Yes no. and no. He, yeah. he says, um, I forget where he grew up, but he grew up, like, actually, I think in the projects. Believe it or not, I'd forget which city though. Oh, yeah, he's definitely American. He's from Brooklyn, Missouri. <laughs> Did you look him up? No, Matt's joking, man. <laughs> hey, he's from Brooklyn, Missouri. Hey, he's from Brooklyn. Hey. Hey. T- Tony's definitely not in the witness protection program hey. in, in, in Brooklyn, Missouri. And make sure you check out that block party October 7th. Yeah, it's on October 7th, y'all. I don't, dude. This is stupid. It doesn't say where he's born. What? Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, where is GRM from? Acknowledges his French, English, Welsh, and German roots. He's from New Jersey. 
Really? Yeah. Just a little bitch. Hey, Jesus. He's from Jersey. He's really a little bitch. I I hope he fucking hears this. I don't care. I he do won't. not hold Ben's opinion of that. But I do Dude, he's he's afraid to write the books. George R. R. Martin, please finish the book. Just finish it. Just he's gonna send me it. hate mail, although you finish know what? It. He's got nowhere to send it. Haha, ha, joke's on him unless you send it to you can send Mount Draftmore at gmail.com and then we'll read it, George R. R. Yeah, we'll read your hate mail. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> he would totally attack our podcast. I'd be like, that's rude. Don't come after them. Come after me. Yeah, what you doing? I'll preemptively say that. Don't go after the crew. Come after me. Yeah, go after Ben. Yeah, bring all your stuff. Bring yeah. all your heat. That's fine. <laughs> but seriously, finish Winds of Winter and uh, maybe let someone else finished dream of spring this is a serious tangent we went on yeah went way down know. the rabbit hole on that way down that's yeah. a that's a crazy halftime quick recap dylan go for it avatar the last airbender and samurai jack for me uh the boondocks and naruto for ben and og teen titans and rocket power for matt damn for not having an avatar my team's fucking doing good y'all's is doing pretty good too oh my god mount draft more round three okay I, I feel like I want to start this round off with something funny. So I'm going Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Man, this show got a movie. And it was funny. Um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. A shake, uh, uh, a fry, or a, a what do you call like a group of fries together in one meal? Fries. Uh, caramelized onion pants. Caramelized onion pants. And a meat wad. Okay. Hey, we got your meat wall. <laughs> hey, they uh, live in New Jersey, uh, the suburbs of New Jersey, kind of the shitty looking suburbs of New Jersey, uh, acting as superheroes or detectives to solve crimes and being horrible at it. Um, Frylock at least tries, um, but he's also kind of bad at it. Um, Shake. Oh, they each have a superpower too. Meatwad superpower. He. Also, Meatwad might not have a brain. Meatwad's superpower <clears throat> is just being a, a wad of meat. Um, he can also pull a cart. He pulls them in a cart. Shake can splooge out a little bit of shake sauce out of his straw. Frylock has like a straight up lightning bolt from his head. He's also really smart. Shake is awful. Awful person. Always selling people stuff. Taking advantage of their neighbor, Carl. Poor Carl. Carl just wants, I don't know what Carl does, but Carl's kind of balling. He's got a stain on his shirt, wears sweatpants all the time, but dude, he's got a nice car. He's got a pool. Yeah, he just got a pool, man. He's, hey, that's my pool. That's my fucking pool, man. <laughs> get out of my pool. <laughs> <laughs> Would you get me down off the roof? <laughs> what do you think I want to come out of there and help you? I'm sitting in my pool. Dude, the episode with the flies, I forget. It's like a, a fly that. They, they're trying to hunt down, and then it finds Carl, and it, like, impregnates Carl. Oh, God. The the little alien guys that come down, you remember them? The two-bit alien guys? It's, it's, yeah. yeah. I, I hope you can see this. They're, like, flipping them off from space because I'm doing it as hard as I can. That's why I, do, that's why I say when I flip people off on the road, I hope you can see this because I'm doing it as hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is hilarious. Highly recommend this show. Very good. Uh, definitely adult, though, um, in nature, although I was watching it 
as a teenager. So, as most teenagers do. You always got to watch stuff that's a little bit more adult than you're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. So do you guys watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force? I did not. Oh, man. But I watch it occasionally, watch it. but not enough to... Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, anyway. Well, you're not trying to sell us. No. So it's okay. Well, yeah. No. That's a, an Adult Swim classic. Got to watch it. Um, on to you, Ben. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like the really great cartoons are kind of off the board. Now we're playing with 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 the A grades, and that's okay. That's okay, man. That's okay. True Kids Show also had a movie. Nickelodeon programming. So I'm going to think Boondocks, we got Adult Swim. Naruto, got some Toonami. I'm going to take my Nickelodeon show. Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron. It did get a movie. I always forget about that. It was a good movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it actually started with the movie. And then they had the show. And the show was legit. It It was. It was one of the first, like, legit cartoons that was all solid... It was 3D, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like 3D computer animated. It was funny, but for some reason I just didn't watch it that often. I don't know why, but it was a good show. It's because I feel like it was on at that time where we were starting to maybe get out of cartoons. But I had young siblings, so that so shit was still, still playing. It. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty clever. And I think it's, I mean, boy genius. It's got lots of crazy adventures. It's got funny friends. Funny friends. Dude, Sheen and Carl. Folding and hanging, folding and hanging. <laughs> Much like Rocket Power, a full, diverse cast of characters. Mm-hmm. And it's a solid 2000 show, 2002 to 2006. A young boy who happens to be a genius lives in a small town with his family and friends and often gets into crazy adventures involving the things he invents. Because he's an inventor. He's got a dope-ass lab. His best friend, he can ride. Goddard is a dope robot dog. That's the kind of dog that you want to have. Easy to clean up after. You can just, you know, turn him off. Man, if on that vacation. ain't the truth. Take Holy him with God. you. He can turn into a suitcase. He could be your suitcase. Sounds great. So great. My fucking dog ate a rock the other day, y'all. So, you know, it would be good to, like, turn your dog off every now and then. Jimmy Neutron not only can ride Goddard like a motorcycle... He can ride him like a hover motorcycle. Just fly. He flies on him. It was pretty sweet. Like, Jimmy Neutron. Just dope. God, it was so good. Boy genius, man. There, that's a common theme with actually a lot of 2000 cartoons is like the whole boy genius. There's various kinds. Yeah. The episode where Sheen becomes a genius. Yeah. Carl Weezer, man. Yeah. And his dad's just like, he's just like his dad. Oh, yeah. They're a whole family of Weezers. I honestly thought you'd pick that, but it hasn't. If it came, I if thought it came if around I, if me, I didn't yeah. pick it, yep. I thought you had two picks. Jimmy's going to get swooped. Jimmy Neutron. All righty. Well, that, on to me. Yep, uh, I'm going to go with one that maybe you might know, you might love, or you might not know. 
uh, which is Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Super good show. Such a good cartoon. I mean, like the premise of like what happens to all these imaginary friends after kids like lose interest or like grow up or whatever. Like that is that's so genius. Like why has nobody ever thought about that? Because there's all sorts of weird stuff that kids think about, make imaginary friends of. And it's just like you could have a 10 foot tall dude that's got like one little dangly arm. Like the I forget the name of the the basketball playing His tall. Name's Wilt. Wilt, yeah. Matt Wilt. And he's yeah. Yeah. Wilt Chamberlain. Um, but like blue and just everybody within that, it's just such a funny little like different style of a take on like the whole like orphanage thing. Like these are just abandoned imaginary friends, and like you wouldn't think twice, but like, no, those are like real creatures. You have tall, short, fat, skinny, everything in between. And you got one kid who uh, he can still see them all and he refuses to like let go of blue and everything like that. So it's just it's just such an interesting show and it's done very well and it's funny and I love blue. Such a good character. It's a good show. It's awesome. Did y'all have imaginary friends? No. Not that I can remember. I never did. I talked to myself a lot, but no imaginary friends. Maybe I'm too busy talking to myself. Maybe. Did you ever watch Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? I caught it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I think it was, like Ben was saying earlier, I think it was just when I was, like, getting out of watching, like, because it, it was on Cartoon Network, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Cartoon Network. Like, Cartoon Network. I was still catching Adult Swim stuff. I was also watching more, like, Family Guy, Archer at the time. Uh, it Maybe that comes on a little bit after. But, yeah, things like that more adult cartoons. Um, it was just like at that period, but also Avatar The Last Airbender. So, yeah, they had yeah, Wilt, Mr. Harriman, Coco, Eduardo. Eduardo was his big beast. beast Eduardo was funny. Cat. Bloppy Pants, like Frankie. Yeah, just a funny show. Awesome show. The, the little boy's name was Mac. Yeah. And he had Blue. And Blue is super rambunctious and oh, fun. Super spontaneous. Crazy. Yeah. And then part one of the small arcs was Mac made cheese. Yeah. So then it was <laughs> Mac and cheese. But then you found out that cheese wasn't Max. There's some other little girls. I like cheese. I like cheese. Yeah, it's a good pick. It's a good show. Hell yeah. All right, y'all. We got one more ad to get into. This one is by the Murdoch Law Firm. Mm. They've got some important information for you, so listen up. You know what it is. If you were exposed to MaxWeb and were then hospitalized for heart failure or diagnosed with lung cancer, call the Murdoch Law Firm today. If you or a loved one has ingested MaxWeb and were injured or poisoned, call us right now you may be entitled to substantial compensation. If you, a loved one, or a pet, were in direct or indirect contact with MaxWeb over a radius of five feet and developed heart failure, lung cancer, third degree burns, or if a loved one died, call 1-422-682-7448. You may be entitled to substantial compensation. Again, call one 1- 422-682-7448. Mount Draftmore. 
All righty, last round, last pick. Matt, what do you got? I'm going to go, since it's the last round, I'm going to go with one that I personally enjoyed a ton. And even if it's not what one would consider one of the like best cartoons of 2000, I think it, it's just a fun cartoon. And that's the whole point of a cartoon, which is Ed, Ed, Nettie. I loved Ed, nice. Ed, Ed, Nettie. It's such a funny, stupid cartoon. It's just the hijinks of three friends. You have Eddie, who's like the ringleader, always getting into mischievous trouble. Double D is kind of like the silent, nerdy type. He's like going along, but he's like, oh, I don't know, Eddie. And then you got Ed, who's just like the big, bumbling goof. Um, and they're all getting all sorts of things. They're trying to pick up chicks. They're trying to like get into scuffles and like scam the local kids or like the neighborhood that they grow up in. You got all sorts of like funny little characters like Jimmy and Plank. <laughs> like it like there's literally a piece of two by four that's a character in the show. Like it makes no sense, but it's just hilarious. And they get into just like all the things they're getting into. They're trying to again like sweet talk adults and just get into all sorts of hijinks and just like I'm a big physical humor guy. Like I love like just funny slapsticky type of comedies. And this was like a cartoon version of that. Like it was all about slapstick comedy where they like they'd be like falling off of different like a house or something like that. Like or getting smacked in the head with like a board or whatever. Like what they did was really always really funny. So for the fourth round, I'm gonna go with the the passion project with Ed, Ed and Eddie. Just a funny show and then catchy ass theme song. It's like boop boop boop. Man, everyone hated them. Oh, yeah. Everyone hated them. No, I always were... felt bad for them, but like looking back, I can understand it. They're the scourge of the like the neighborhood. Especially Ed. Oh, yeah. Like just trying to <laughs> scam everyone. Yeah. Or was Eddie the one trying to scam everyone? Eddie was the scammer. Was the the scammer. other two just went along for it. Although Double D sometimes was like, I don't know, Eddie. And then Ed just kind of went along with the, with the ride. Yeah. Although I do like, I, d I did like Double D's beanie. Double D's beam was pretty iconic. Eddie with like the bowling shirt mm -hmm. was pretty iconic. Oh yeah. It just struck me as like kind of like a uh I don't know. It kind of had the element of like a like a little bit of jackass to it. Yes. You know? And it's just a funny cartoon. Yeah. So fourth round, I'm gonna go that route. I'm gonna go with one that was just really fun to watch. From the classic era of at least for, you know, uh, uh, millennials, Cartoon Network, um, the vault. I think all of my picks are from Cartoon Network. <laughs> Mine is Rock Power. Rock Power is Nickelodeon, but everything else is Cartoon Network. It means you scratched all the surfaces because Disney was not a big cartoon. No, uh, they station. were live action. Yeah, they catered to one audience. Sweet, yes. That means I'm gonna take Justice League Unlimited with the last pick. The better of the two, like you have Justice League and Justice League Unlimited that both come out in this decade, and Justice League Unlimited just has obviously more members of the crew, so more story and deeper storylines. And what was really dope about Justice League and the DC animated universe, they were doing it on TV long before Marvel was doing it um, in movies. And like the Justice League Unlimited, there are lots of movie branch offs. Lots of deep storylines that tie into other DC shows that have ripple effects that go into later series like Young Justice, and then it comes back like Justice League Unlimited kicked ass. Have the same voice actors as Justice League? Because um, I yeah. I loved Justice League and was going to pick it, but then didn't. Um, I'm glad I didn't since you picked Unlimited. I never saw that, but like Justice League was so cool. I imagine Unlimited is even cooler. And it does have the same voice cast. That's awesome because it 
it introduced me to characters I'd never, you know, seen before. You'd always I'd seen like Batman and Superman. Yeah. But like I didn't know about Green Lantern or Flash, Wonder Woman. Like you got to see these characters and kind of get to know them. Well, it's just it goes to show that like DC kills the animated game. Yeah. They, they kill it. it. They kill it. Because all I mean between Teen Titans, Justice League, think of all the successful Batman series that have come out that are animated. Like they knock it out of the park when it comes to anime series. Yeah. They do. They're still rocking it with their animated movies. Um, which sometimes like they're usually, I think, well received. I I personally, you know, I don't always love them, but they are well received, like their movies. And they, they do well. They, yeah. They do well. They're yeah. popular. So well, it's because some of those DC superheroes and supervillains are just like because you know, a lot of them are created way back in the day that they don't really have a whole lot of like a realism. Oh yeah. So they work they lend themselves well to like animated series. Yes. Yes. They know their lane. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Because Green Lantern Green Lantern as like a live action just looks stupid. How the fuck do you do that live action? Unsuccessfully. There was a Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds back in the mid two thousands. It was an absolute bomb. Well doesn't at like Deadpool, CGI. Deadpool, uh, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool go and actually shoot Ryan Reynolds in the head when he's like writing the Green Lantern script. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> retcons Green Lantern. I don't know. I think it could be done well. They Marvel did uh, Miss Marvel. It's true. And her now they have the recipe. Like, you know, kind of. Yeah. They're not the same, but. I don't know. There's just something funny CGI. about like a gigantic green fist just like boom, <laughs> pow. It's a little cartoony. Yeah. Or getting smashed with like a giant projection of a Green Lantern. Yeah. But <laughs> you know what DC could do is they could give it the um, the Spider Verse treatment, right? Yeah, they could. Or yeah. what was uh, <laughs> did Rick and Morty made fun of Green Lantern with the uh, the Ghost Train, like <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> they know it's silly, fucking stupid. Yeah, Dylan, it's your last pick, bro. Man, dude. Okay, I'm torn. So let me just go over my picks really quick. I've got a Nickelodeon pick. I've got a Cartoon Network pick. I've got an um <clears throat> forgive me. I'm I've had a brain fart. Uh adult swim pick. Um so I feel like I need to round out my team with another kind of set here. I don't have any anime. I guess you might say Samurai Jack and Avatar is like anime adjacent, mm. ad, ad, adjacent, adjacent, right? But like, I think that that's even stretching it. So I'm going to go for a straight up anime. And I'm going to go with something niche for the fourth round pick. Because I feel like we've talked about some of these before that I'm looking at, like um, Gundam Wing. Matt, oh, I love Gundam. You Wing. picked Gundam Wing for something we did before. I can't remember what it was though. Maybe it was '90s cartoons. It might have been '90s cartoons. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we talked about Cowboy Bebop before. I don't know if I picked it ever, but I'm like, so I, I feel like that's talked Is about. Cowboy Bebop 2000. It's 2001. Mm. I don't want to pick it though because it's like everyone knows about it. It's really good. I don't think I need to harp on it anymore. I want to talk about something that's not talked about. That is very, very good. And it's Yu Yu Hakusho. Do you guys ever watch that? No. Ben, did you? Mm -hmm. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Dude. It, and, and what's it was on Toonami. And what's cool about Toonami and also frustrating 
before the time of streaming is that Toonami would run a, would run a series, and if you missed it, they might rerun it once, but probably not. Like I missed the whole Cell Saga because my parents split up, um, and and I I stayed at my grandma's house. <laughs> you know, I I never saw the Cell Saga because of that, right? And Dragon Still. Ball Z. I, I tried rewatching it years later and it just didn't hit the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I missed it in my prime DBZ days. Sad. Uh, I did catch the Majin Buu saga though, which was very fun, but probably not as good. Anyway, Yu Yu Hakusho, I did catch this, at least most of it. Um, I think I might have caught all of it. It was very good. 14 year old Yus- uh, Yusuke Yurameshi Yura goes from delinquent to savior because he's a real asshole at the beginning of this show he's a fucking bully he gets in street fights um he's he's just an asshole uh and so um in yu yu haka show a supernatural uh supernatural martial arts anime filled with lovable characters and intense action um so i think actually the action in the show is better than something like dragon ball z i think the fight scenes and choreography is better you know, and Dragon Ball Z gets into a lot of like they're moving so fast that we're just gonna kind of cheapen the animation. Yu Yu Hakusho, from what I remember, it's like it shows them fighting. And what's cool is you get to see the growth of not just the characters, but also their skills too. Kind of like what I was talking about with Avatar before in Samurai Jack, right? So Yusuke, right? He grows into kind of still being you know rough around the edges, but a lovable rough around the edges, right? And, and grows to kind of accept a leadership role um, and kind of like a hero, maybe anti-hero role. Dude, are people going to get mad that this is a 90s show? I mean, it says 2003 right here. It ran, it had its run in 2003, didn't it? Here, but like... Do you think... I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I mean... Like, it's because it airs when you watch it you can tell it's way older than 2000s. You can, but when... That would be... Because it comes out in 92. 92 to 94. <sighs> I know, but... And then 94 to 96 on a different network. Like, I understand that it doesn't get bought and put on our network. Hold on. Well, it, it depends when American audiences, as I think, like, mainstream American audiences can view it. Because if it's like a niche thing that you pick up at the video store, I would, you know versus I I feel like it would count I don't if, if Toonami's the first time that it airs for American audiences. No, because I'm not in Japan watching it when it comes out. Cuz also it's probably the first time the the dub is made too, the English dub. I don't know, Matt, what do you think? I'm fine with it. I mean, because it, yeah, if American audiences don't see it until 03. Anyway, there's epic fight tournaments. Um, there's also like kind of the rival of you, of uh, Yusuke, whose name escapes me, but he's a ginger and he has a cool fire sword. Um, and he was also kind of a bully, but he, en- he ends up growing into being like a cool, lovable, awesome character. Just, uh, and, and also, you Yusuke's cool weapon other than street fighting is a finger gun that gets more powerful the more he dives into the spirit realm um i 
think he's in the spirit realm in the first place because he dies, doesn't he? He dies saving that kid. Yeah, he saves a kid, which redeems him a little bit. So to enter this tournament in the spirit realm, it's really cool. Um, I might actually, I, I might do a rewatch of it. I don't know. Ben, what do you think? Your verdict? I can pick another show. I mean, you've already explained it, so you can have it. Yeah. And it airs in 2003, doesn't it? I mean, on Toonami? That's what I've got here. Yeah, I'm not. It's not. I'm not saying that it doesn't. It does. You have a show. Well, it's just an early '90s show, and so I looked up Dragon Ball in it. Hmm. <laughs> but Dragon Ball, even though it's an early '90s show, it was airing in the late '90s on Toonami. Right. Let me just make sure. I mean, I mean, you sold it. You just got to back it up in your case. I yeah, but I mean I. I mean, you can have it, dude. You got it. Okay. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You are good, which means it's time to make some cases. All right. Let's do it. Make, 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 make their case. To be logical and clear got to be logical and clear that's fun all right who's up first i am matt's up first you ready buddy let's do it all right recap some teams here i got uh teen titans rocket power foster's home for imaginary friends and then ed and eddie we'll start off with ed and eddie uh good old slapstick humor it's just a funny just kind of mind-numbing show where it doesn't really have too many plot points it's just all about kids getting into hijinks scamming trying to pick up chicks trying to like subvert the neighborhood adults all the above it's just fun slapstick humor uh next up foster's home for imaginary friends uh just a creative concept about like an orphanage of imaginary friends when kids get too old or they forget this is where all their imaginary friends who you didn't think were real are real they go and they're all up to interesting hijinks they have fun personalities just like the conceptualization is great. Uh, next up, Rocket Power about some cool surf, skate, oceanside kids that have like an interesting family dynamic with their dad and their uncle, and they're they're getting into all sorts of different cool sports competitions, dealing with local bullies. They got the family restaurant, just everything from Reggie to Otto to Raimundo to Tito and everybody in between. Just awesome. They're cool kids. This was a great cartoon, uh, doing cool stuff. This is like the X Games if it was a cartoon. Uh, and then Teen Titans. I mean, the original Teen Titans was amazing. I mean, the dynamics between adolescent te- uh, superheroes trying to figure out themselves and getting older and dealing with supervillains and making friendships and doing funny stuff. Uh, I'm cool, calm, collected. Vote Matty Ice. Ooh, he said something new. Wow. Yeah. Cool. He said, I'm cool, calm, and collected. I'm Matty Ice. It didn't sound cool, calm, or collected. I'm working on it. I'm, wor- sounded, I'm workshopping it. It sounded cool, Yeah, but not calm or collected. I'm work. It's it's been work and work and shopping it. I know? like yeah. it. Trying something new. Cool, calm, collected. Very cool. Then right. now you need your own thing. What's it going to be? Do you want to workshop it first? No, I I don't need a thing. Ben says he doesn't need a thing. I have to do the intros and stuff. <laughs> I got the babies. <laughs> so it's all good. Fair enough. I'm good. Y'all. Justice League Unlimited. It's not just a Batman and Superman show like it was in the '90s. It's everybody. It's the whole crew. 
It's got action. It's got humor. It's creative. It's got wonderful animation, right? Every episode isn't necessarily tied together, but it all completes this huge storyline when watched in sequence. That makes a great show that you want to watch over and over again. Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. This is probably the most childish show on my list coming from Nickelodeon. Dude, he's a boy genius. He invents stuff. It creates a problem. Him and his friends got to overcome that problem. It's just a great episode. Oh, no, some shit happened and then got to fix it type of adventure. And he gets to ride a cool motor dog. So that's awesome. That's the Nickelodeon jam. Next, we got Naruto. Look, Naruto is generational. It, it, it defines generational cartoons because it spreads generations. Our, our kids love this show. Our generation loves this show. It's got the perfect protagonist. He's a well-written character. He's inspirational. He's emotional. Uh, he's not accepted by his village. He's got a rough childhood, but then he overcomes that and ends up being universally loved. Just great story. And then Boondocks. This is a satire. And all great satires have to be rooted in truth and politics. And that's what makes this an amazing show. And it really ties into cultural struggles. I think this team is the best team. That's it. Damn. That's the mic drop. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Damn. And you know what? Hmm. With that... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What's up, Luigi? There's another team to talk about? Yeah. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about it. My bad. Are you ready? Oh, I can't tell if you're doing this on purpose or not. Oh, my God. All right. I've got Yu Yu Hakusho, right? We're going to start there in fourth. Yu Yu Hakusho, man, what a cool anime. Fucking love this anime. Dude goes on a journey of spiritual, literally spiritual growth, but also existential growth and mental growth and physical growth. Um, you learn to love a complete asshole somehow. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, hilarious. Uh, this is the Adult Swim heyday. Oh, my God. Who doesn't want to watch a fast food trio torture their poor New Jersey suburban neighbor with a mustache? Samurai Jack, man with a katana, tries to defeat evil Aku in the future. Ooh, yes. Fantastic animation and stories. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender, legend cartoon. This is the McDonald's pick. Okay, I love my whole team, but this is the best on the team and in the entire draft, in my opinion. And I would, you know, like to find the person who would argue that. Man, what a great show. Love it. Spawned another show afterwards. Not quite as good, but still good. Okay, yo, I love my team, and I vote for me, and I think you honestly should too. So, there you have it. With time to spare... All right, that is gonna do it. It's a wrap. That's right. Thanks so much for listening. Don't you dare forget that you can let us know who you thought won by submitting your vote to Instagram. Just search and follow at Mount Draftmore. Yeah, if y'all have any questions, suggestions, comments, maybe some original music you want played during and after the show, always send us emails. We got it at mountdraftmore at gmail.com. That's M-T-M-T draftmore at gmail.com. As always, thank you for listening. It blows us away that you take the time out of your day to listen to us. Seriously, what the hell? You, you guys are awesome. Like, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We genuinely appreciate it. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Only five stars. 
damn came at you with the only euro and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on that's right yeah if you got apple google podcast spotify podbean pandora amazon music audible iHeartRadio, even alexa you could even say oh we'll try this hey alexa play mount Draftmore. that's well, sexy wait is this, is this is this is this is this a real email hold on Can oh we, whoa pause the music Oh, wait, do I have a scratch? We have a scratch. I, I think we scratch. have a scratch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Kind of gimmicky. Let's read this. Hope you're having a great day. Oh, that's nice. That's so nice. I came across your podcast and found the topic really interesting. Which one? I'm just curious. How do you edit and grow your show? Do you edit it yourself or do you have an editor? Ooh, is someone interested in editing? Do you want to be our editor? Damn. The reason I asked is that my company created a platform that automates podcast editing Uh-oh. and helps. Oh, this is just an ad. Womp. No. Womp, womp, womp. Well, sorry for disrupting. Sorry the, about uh, that, y'all. The outro there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a nightmare about that later. Anyways, uh, yeah, you already told all the podcast places. Yeah, if, if you want to do another one, hey Siri. Play Mount Draftmore podcast. Nice. There you go. There you go. You're welcome. That's right, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. That's going to do it for us here on Mount Draftmore. We'll see you here again next week. But until then, be safe. Later. Peace out.